Hey there, welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am so happy that you're joining me today. Today, I'm going over my eight-step checklist for weekly bookkeeping-related tasks to confidently control your cash flow and without feeling like you've left the oven on after you left the house. If you're new to business and you don't have any accounting background, you might be wondering what money things need to happen on a frequent basis. Or maybe you've been in business for a while and know that your money things could be working better than they are. I know you want to take care of business. You want all the money stuff to run professionally and smoothly. How do I know that? Because I'm a mind reader. (laughs) Haha, no. If I had a superpower, I would choose telepathy. Anyway, this is what I'm told by every prospective client I have during our consultation. When I was a new business owner, I of course had the bookkeeping on lockdown, but it was about the only thing I was confident about. I had a lot to learn about establishing my money systems and processes for my own business. I've grown a lot and learned a lot since then, and now I consult on money systems for business regularly. Some business owners that I've spoken to come to me incredibly frustrated. They look at the account balance in the bank and know that it's not what it should be, that it should be higher, and they can't figure out why. They'll say, Abby, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know what. Or they'll say, Abby, I think I'm doing things right, but my profit spreadsheet never seems to match up with what's in the bank. I need a sanity check and some peace of mind. Business owners shouldn't have to run their business with a constant nagging feeling between their shoulders. The good news is bookkeeping, when done correctly, can prevent or solve most cash flow problems. So let's get into my eight-step checklist for weekly bookkeeping tasks. Task number one is send invoices or receipts for sales that have occurred. You'll need to develop a fail-safe for capturing everything that goes out. For example, I know someone, an old coworker of mine, that never got an invoice from a contractor that they hired to install an irrigation well. That service can cost hundreds of dollars. If that contractor had a weekly fail-safe for sending invoices, they wouldn't have missed out on that money. All of my clients are service providers of some sort. They're coaches, consultants, and mental health practitioners. For some, they serve a limited number of customers, so they can use their customer list as a checklist for making sure all appropriate invoices have been sent throughout the week. For some of my other clients, they serve many customers over a week, so they can use their calendar to make sure that each appointment was billed. So step number one is making sure to send out invoices or receipts for sales that occurred and really making sure that you have some kind of fail safe, either using a client checklist or your calendar as a guide. Step number two is to address customer payment problems. And this is a two-parter. So the first part is to send reminders to customers for outstanding invoices. Now, in the last Clash Clarity episode, It was all about how to collect money that you're owed. I really went into detail on sending reminders, so make sure you go over to the show notes to get even more tips. And the show notes can be found at goldenratiobookkeeping.com forward slash 031. And just so you know, bookkeeping is spelled with two O's, two K's, and two E's. It's unique to the English language dictionary. It's the only word you'll find with 
three double letters in it. Anyway, I digress. You're going to want to send reminders to customers for outstanding invoices. Customers are often busy and distracted and will forget to pay you, so sending reminders is imperative and appreciated. You want to decide on the boundaries that work best for you. For myself, if I see that I've sent an invoice that is 7 to 10 business days late, that's when I'll send my reminder. Now, part two of this step is to resolve any denied charges or bounced checks. If you're collecting money on auto payment, chances are you'll have to resolve a denied charge at some point in time. I've had to deal with my own credit cards getting compromised a number of times, and when that happens, I'm reissued a card with a new number. Now, this can happen to anybody. And I don't always remember what I've put on auto payment, and I've had vendors have to reach out to me because the payment they tried to process didn't go through. You may have to do that for your customers. In addition, credit cards will expire and the same thing can happen. The credit card company will reissue a card with a new number. Now, occasionally, I'll see my clients encounter receiving a bad check from a customer, and every time it has been an oversight and not intentionally misleading. So the client just had to go back to their customer and say, hey, I'm sorry to say that this check didn't go through. Can you please reissue your payment? And it's always, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I didn't realize that happened. Uh, I'll, I'll correct it right away. So um, step number two is addressing all customer payment problems, including sending reminders to customers for outstanding invoices and resolving those denied charges or bounced checks. Step number three is to deposit any cash or checks that have been received. There are four reasons to schedule a trip to the bank regularly. One, you don't want to lose your money. People lose checks more often than you think. Number two, you don't want your account to get overdrawn. Nobody likes those overdraft fees. A former client of mine would hold on to all of their checks until they got an overdraft fee from the bank. Then they would deposit everything. It was an expensive habit to say the least. The third reason why you want to schedule a trip to the bank on the regular is you want to digitize your money trail as much as possible. It's more reliable than your human memory and thus better for your bookkeeping. And then the fourth reason is your money can't go to work for you if it's not in your account, meaning you can't turn around and invest it into the company or earn any interest on it. So that's step number three, deposit cash or checks received from customers. Step number four is to pay bills with upcoming due dates. Just like you want your customers to pay you on time, your vendors want you to pay them on time. Paying things on time fosters good relationships with your vendors and they will look forward to doing future business with you. I keep a running list of all my recurring payments to make sure those go out as expected, whether it's monthly or annually. And then anything that's not recurring and not paid up front versus something like purchasing some office supplies on Amazon, I make sure to add the due date to my planner and then it becomes a matter of checking it off my list once it's paid. Now, I make sure to pay all my bills in the week of their due date. And normally for me, I am checking to pay bills either once a week or once every other week. So step number four was pay bills with upcoming due dates. Step number five, save and organize all money records that were either created or received. 
whether you're saving paper or going paperless, you'll want to keep an inbox of all your money records. You're going to be keeping copies of the invoices and receipts that you create for your customers. You're going to want to save copies of bills or receipts that you receive from your vendors. And then you want to save any deposit slips for deposits that you've made. You're going to want to save any barter agreements. And then after everything is saved to your bookkeeping inbox, so to speak, then you can move on to the next step, which is enter all the money transactions into your books. So using all those money records that you save in step number five, you're going to take each document from your inbox and then make sure that it's recorded in your bookkeeping. Then once you're done, you're going to file and organize those documents to where you like saving them, whether that's in a file cabinet or on an online storage system like Google Drive. So if you need some tips on how to save your files and organize them, check out episode number one how to organize your money files. And again, you can find that in the show notes. So steps number five and six are to save and organize all money records that were either created or received. And then step number six, enter all money transactions into the books. Step number seven is to check your account balances. Log into your online bank portal and make sure you know how much money you have. Same with your credit cards or loans. Make sure you understand how much you owe and the amount of your next upcoming payment. The easiest cost savings hack that I can give you to implement is avoiding bank fees, making sure you always have enough money to avoid overdraft fees, and making sure you don't incur penalties or interest for not meeting the payment requirements. So step number seven, check your account balances. Now we're at the final step, step number eight, and that is to check your budget. If you really want to be serious about your business finances and maximizing profits, you need a budget. And the best way to stay on budget is by looking at it often and checking your progress. So that's it for my eight steps. And just to recap, let's go over them again. Step number one, send invoices or receipts for sales that occurred. Step number two, address customer payment problems, sending reminders to customers for outstanding invoices and resolving denied charges and bounced checks. Step number three, deposit cash or checks received. Step number four, pay bills with upcoming due dates. Step five, save and organize all money records that were either created or received. Step number six, enter all money transactions into the books. Step number seven, check your account balances. And step number eight, check your budget. Don't forget to check out the show notes to find the links for more details and tips on some of those things that we covered throughout the episode. So now I want you to put a weekly appointment on your calendar for at least 30 minutes to an hour to complete your weekly bookkeeping tasks. If you don't, you could forget to charge a customer, you could lose a check, get a late fee, or blow your budget, or any number of other things, which could mean less money in your pocket. However, weekly bookkeeping tasks, when done correctly, will result in nothing getting missed, which means bigger profits and better cash flow. Now that we're at the end of the episode, you should have clarity on the money things that need to happen on a frequent basis in your business which should give you some peace of mind that you're not leaving money on the table anywhere. I hope you come back for the next episode because I am 
talking about credit scores, what they are and how they work. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.